Does vinegar have a place in your garden? Is it just for barbecue? Well, sorry, in North Carolina it's for barbecue, maybe not for the rest of the world, but what are we going to do with vinegar in our garden and does it actually work? Let's talk about that right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody, come on over. We are a patron supported (laughs) show. And we would love to have you over there. We are getting close to, and we may have already met it, but if not, we'll do another one where we put all of the names and patron into a bag, a crown royal bag, as Batavia has said, and we will pick one out and we will do a one-on-one Zoom call with you and you can talk about stuff, just gardening. Let's just do it like that. How's that? I, I don't want to say whatever you want because I don't want to know what we could get, but um, so yeah, do that. Uh, vinegar. But back backyard gardens after dark. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I am a bulk buyer, and I am an expiration date checker for vinegar, like for everything, everything. Uh, if you see me standing in an aisle, I'm not trying to figure out a recipe. I'm trying to focus in and zoom in to see what the expiration date is. Um, while we know that a lot of the things we use can be used well past the expiration date. Um, but I bring it up because I have so much vinegar that I've purchased for the purpose of canning. So connected to the garden, but that's not what. But once you start pressure canning, you won't use as much vinegar. Oh. Or maybe I need to delay pressure canning because I need to use all of the vinegar that I no, have. No, don't give yourself an excuse. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about vinegar in the garden and specifically using it for weeds. Have you ever done this? Mm-hmm. I've not done it. No? I'm a weed puller, man. And I know. I know. I, I am just... I. I I'm a contradiction. I'm that too. <laughs> so You're a walking last contradiction. Episode, absolutely. At last episode, I was fussing about, I don't want to do all of these extra steps, but I will absolutely take steps to weed. Vinegar. So I've used vinegar in, in the past, and it definitely kills weeds. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like so many little caveats to that. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, what is vinegar, though? Do you know what vinegar is? All I know is that it's an acid. That's all I got. It's an acid? Is that what you said? You broke up. Yeah, that's my... uh, What is an acid? (laughs) What is an acid? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For 200. Um, Yeah, so it's... I think it's made out of um, apples, to be specific mm-hmm. but okay. it's um i just googled it and it can be made from a wide range of fruits and plants including apples barley coconuts dates grapes kiwis and sugarcane so honestly who the hell knows mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it's a fermented product it is an acid and that's really key for this because the acid um eats away at plants Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that being said, it eats away at 
all plants. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen. <laughs> so I've seen. Uh, this is the downside of being you seeing me and me seeing you. Right? <laughs> like you're looking at my face like. Um, I've seen people do this use vinegar like um, when I think about it I think about like on the side of my deck my back porch there are cracks um, there are rocks there that I didn't put any type of landscape fabric or anything and so weeds commonly grow up in between the rocks and when I think about it I think about like you know you could spray I guess or pour vinegar on that area I'd never put it into my bed my garden bed no ever so um damn it you told a story two episodes i'm telling a story now so oh well, shoot shoot and this is a life hack too for anybody um back in the day i bought a house and when i bought the house there was two feet of snow on the ground when the snow melted i i knew that the house was a fixer upper and i was like that's fine i'll fix it it's fine and then when the snow melted, there was no grass. And I was like, all right, fine, it's no grass. Well, let me tell you, growing grass is a very expensive process and time consuming. And I realized that my whole yard was nothing but just terrible weeds. So I took, mm. the, um, I took the Batavia approach and I went through and I just year by year, I tackled it. So the first mm. year... Um, actually, the first two years, I killed weeds. And I didn't want to use like a weed and feed or anything like that. So I used vinegar. And I would go out in the summertime with a spray bottle, not the jar of vinegar. And I would spray the weeds. And I mean, dude, my whole yard, like I'd spray it and it would smell like a vinegar factory for the rest of the day. But it killed the weeds. But mm-hmm. it also killed everything else that it touched. Yeah. So it's not like it's like super... And I'm going to use poison just as in it killing, not that it is Mm -hmm. a poison, Um, but it's not like it's super poisonous to plants, but it's definitely, it attacks the plant, it's acidic, and I would spray it, so I did it a number of ways. I sprayed it on the foliage, and that didn't do anything. So what I started Mm -hmm. to do is I started to spray it deep into the foliage. And then that, it would work its way into the root and do it. And I I also did it in the middle of the day where the sun would activate it and really Mm -hmm. cook it into the leaf. Because, I mean, this is like scorched earth procedure. You know what I mean? Do you feel like um, it, does it live, continue to absorb and then live in the soil? No, I don't think it does that. I think it once, Mm -hmm. you know, it's once the water hits it and dilutes it. It's fine. Um, And you don't have to do, like, if you do a pretty good soaking on a plant, it doesn't, you don't have to, like, keep coming back over and over and over again. But Mm -hmm. I guess the, like, okay, so vinegar definitely kills weeds. But the question here is, should we be using it or should we use some other kind of, um, keyword, selective product? Do you know what that means? I mean. I know you know what that means, but should I explain it? Uh, maybe I don't think I know what it means. Oh, you don't? Okay. So a selective, like a selective weed killer is something that like you could basically oh. spray on whatever, but it'll only attack this certain kind of weed. Do you believe that? Yeah. That's how our food okay. is um, grown from the grocery store. <laughs> oh. So 
I, I believe the idea that there's something. So you hear that a lot and I've not heard it, the term selective in this light, but as you began to talk, it makes sense. Um, when you're spraying for kinds of bugs, right? There's some, yeah. um, you know, some sprays that will target X bug and Y bug, but not Z bug. And I don't know this. Maybe this is just a conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorist in me. I mean, okay, you know, like maybe, you know, and I know that the idea is that they've gone through various test trials and we oftentimes believe because they are able to put it on a label that makes it true. But I don't know. The reason why I speak of the selected weed killer versus should we be using vinegar? I mean, to me, it seems like it's going to be a more natural product if it's vinegar versus the selective. My gut tells me it's probably going to be at a cheaper cost. I just don't know the potency. So are you going to need to use much more of the vinegar versus whatever the product is that you may be referring to? I would have to say, yes, you would have to use more vinegar. Um, And Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that cost is a good metric here for using it. I think it's... I do. You do? You don't think it's like morals and like stuff like that where it's like, is is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? I mean, like. Well, I think, I think if you, so price, costs, expense is a metric. Yeah. I think that if you bring up a selective or vinegar, then we're basically saying we are going to add some substance to our gardens. And as a part of doing that, I think in either instance, you can ask the the question of, is it moral, right? Right. Is it ethical as a gardener, right? Uh, Is it sustainable? Hey. There it is. It keeps coming back. (laughs) Um, And, but if you just look at plainly put, you know, do you handpick, uh, weeds versus are you using vinegar? I mean, you can definitely also ask that same set of questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know a lot about the products that you could use just for the purpose of killing weeds and not much else, but I'm just going to, again, assume that it's probably better. And I could be absolutely wrong, but it's probably better to use vinegar in that case. Also being someone that doesn't even use vinegar for that purpose. Yeah. Um, so I had a total. I think when you can eat something, I think that the the knee jerk reaction is that if you can consume it, then it it shouldn't be detrimental long term to your garden. Yeah, I agree. Right? With like that. we know that this thing is killing something. Like right? it's right. going to kill leaves and plants and all of that. And I do like the idea of if you need to do some. And it's such a great story. When you were telling the story, I thought to myself, as much as we talk, I'm clearly the storyteller in the group. And I'm talking about like, as we talk offline, thinking to myself, does he ever tell me stories? What, do I know anything about you, really? Don't you learn about people through stories? Anyway, that's my communication style. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I always think about things kind of and you have this small state problem. Right. Right. But your story is an example of an entire yard that's full of weeds. Right. right? We're not talking about this little bitty section. It's like, what do you do there? You know, why didn't you smother them? You broke up. What'd you say? Why didn't you smother them? Because I couldn't afford to smother them. (laughs) I mean, I had this dude. I had the dumbest property. It was this giant front yard and this teeny weeny backyard, which is where my first garden as an adult was. Um, but 
you know, the question becomes like, why did I not just use like a weed and feed, which is a selective mm-hmm. herbicide. So it attacks certain kind of weeds, but it doesn't attack grass. And then they mix it with fertilizer and feed it at the same mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. the question becomes like, why didn't I do that? And, and to be honest, like as far as ease, dude, I could have done that in one season and I could have had grass the next season and been good. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And this isn't about lawn. This show is not about lawns. If you're new to the show, but we do talk about gardening, but it's relative <laughs> because you're talking about on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a big scale. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And it, dude, it was very time consuming to walk around and spray all the weeds with the vinegar and mm. all that stuff. Um, and truth be told, if I had to go back and do it again, I would probably use the weed and feed to get started. Um, my parents used it when I was a kid. We had a, like a postage stamp front yard and they used it and we ended up with, uh, I mean, it looked like a desert there. It just killed everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. the question is though, do you feel that stuff like, like the weed and feeds and stuff like that and selective herbicides are bad to use? I I don't speak about this often here. Do I? Yeah. Neither do um, I really. Yeah, there's a part of me that really tries to, you know, be even keel and and open to all. Um, I don't think they're good. I think they're bad. I just I, I just think that we uh, the idea of continuing to pour things into the earth is just not healthy. So you would never use anything like that? No, I didn't say that now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I live a life where I've done a lot of bad things. <laughs> so there is that, you know, tune into backyard gardens after dark. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, I, there's a, a clip somewhere floating around of you saying, um, if I had some this problem, I'm going to go and get the nastiest shit and spray it, right? Like, I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was along the lines of if it's my garden or nothing. Right. Right. You know, so infestation of something and it's going to tear your whole garden apart if you don't do something extreme. And in those situations, absolutely. Um, And I'm not above spraying things, period. I'm not above spraying, you know, herbicides and things of that nature. It's just... I choose not to yeah. in my garden space, right? You know, um, and that's not even a lazy part of me. Like, I, I feel like we can do a lot of what we're trying to do without it. And I think that that's, that's a testament, right? I think that we should try to stretch ourselves. Um, so that's that's me and my spiel. Well, and I, I think it's a, a good way to put it because you're right. I would use something if I had to. But, mm-hmm. you know, I know there's people <clears throat> in that use um, Roundup in their gardens. And so Mm. with all of these chemicals, you know, vinegar, whatever, it doesn't matter. Overspray is an issue, you know, because Mm, some of this mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. is so nasty that if you get one drop on it, it can kill the whole plant. The plant can Mm -hmm. absorb it through the foliage and then give it to the roots and then kill it. But what they did was very interesting. They got a paintbrush and they painted the Roundup on it. And they did it that huh. way so that it didn't get the overspray or anything. It could attack the one thing that they had. And I think they had uh-huh. apparently been trying to tackle it for a while. And they just threw their hands up and they're like, I got to do something. And I respect yeah. that because you, you've you gone through all of your different options. And then you come down to mm-hmm. it and you're like, man, I, just, I can't do anything else. Like, I, I'm out. I'm done. 
and then yeah. you give them the roundup or whatever. And then not only did they do the roundup, but then they did it in what I think is a responsible manner of painting it on and all that stuff. They said it worked great. Hmm. So I, I told this story once before and the short of it is I am a firm believer in um, enjoying the space that you reside in. Yeah. Right. You know, so I have a buddy that and every time I see them, like the weeds that come up through the cracks, like on my patio. Oh, good Lord. My poor patio. <laughs> it's taken some punishment over the years. And this thing would drive him crazy. Like I go get a cup of coffee. I come back and he have his little like whatever the, the machine is, like the edging machine and just going to work on trying to get clear of that in his place. And. I'm just like, it's in my mind, it's like, eh, not that big of a deal, right? Like not to stop what you're doing to go and, and try to correct this, but to each his own, like that just, he, it, it was a pet peeve. Right. And so the story that I told before was around completely disconnected, but around one of my girlfriends and her kitchen. And so I say that, and you go ahead and have that kitchen redone if you're not happy in this home because of yeah. it. And so I say all of that to say, this is a garden podcast, again, as a reminder. <laughs> um, however, there are people that um, are not looking to create gardens. You weren't in that first house in the front yard. And I think that there is a line, a, a fine line between doing the, the ethical and the responsible thing and then taking steps to make sure that you are protecting your investment. You're happy with your investment. You know, you're happy walking into your front door. Right. Yep. And if that means that you're going to do you know, maybe spray some nasty shit, then I think I could be OK with it again. Not my thing, but well, and who knows what the next house is going to what what challenge the next house is going to bring me. So. so my fire pit that I built, I put weed fabric down and I have weeds mm -hmm. that constantly outbreak on it every year. Cannot keep it. Now it's worse than ever. And I've sprayed vinegar. I've pulled them mm -hmm. and the seeds fall onto the weed fabric and then they grow on top of the weed fabric. But I cannot get them up. So yeah. we are actively discussing as we speak, like we might need to go in there with a weed killer and really try and hammer it down and get on top of it and then correct it afterwards. So mm. we haven't made a decision if we're going to do that yet, but it's definitely on the table because it's like you said, it's a part of my area that I just don't like. I don't want anything to do yeah. with and I need yeah. to do improvements to it. But why the hell should I do anything else to it when I can't even walk in it right now? You know what I There's mean? There's a part of it that as you described it, it made me uncomfortable with the idea of coming in with it. And then there is the part of it that's just like, that's an obnoxious view, right? You know, like, you know, let's just be realistic. So um, I'm rooting for you guys with whatever you do. Um, I look at it and say, you know, understand the impacts is probably one of my final statements when it comes to steps that you're taking, whether it's yeah. vinegar or anything else. Well, and then that being said, I mean, like, like we said, we have our, and this is closing statement, by the way, our crops are grown with genetic, um, to be genetically non-affected by Roundup. And we eat that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why should I feel so guilty about spraying a four foot patch of weeds? You know what I mean? Like nobody else has a problem eating that stuff and we haven't for 30 years. So why is it such an issue if we do that on our own area? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I'm, I sit with that. That is what the young hip people call 
saying the quiet part out loud. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but okay. I'll explain it to you after the, after we wrap up. Um, It's, it's so there's that. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. And on that statement, we're going to end this one before it gets out of control. So um, we may continue this somewhere else. You never know. So everybody um, take care, be safe, come join us. Um, We are a patron run show. So we'd love to have you. And until next time, Take a vinegar shot and see ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.